One Week Season. To the latest edition of the One Week Season Weekend Review Show. I am your host, Todd Burroughs, and I will be joined in a few minutes by a man who played more lineups than he won in dollars. And we will go through what's left of our process. We will go through a week that is and was one where Mark was not the only one who had an awful week. And now it is time to bring in a man for whom the song One is the Loneliest Number has extra special meaning, my buddy, Hilo. <laughs> What's going on, man? Yeah, you bet. You got to keep it coming, dude, with these intros, man. You're going to, we got night, what? 22 weeks this year no man we're, i'm done after 17 i i, I, I you know the, i mean in the way it's going i'm gonna run out of um like life savings before we get there oh man um, i know it has just been you know we keep talking about variants and blender you know talks about how if you lost two weeks in a row in mlb you wouldn't think twice and that the NFL, because it's such a short season, but it's so easy to forget, the name of the site is One Week Season, and we really only need one lineup to make up for everything. And that's what we are aiming for. And again, this was just another one of those weeks where if it wasn't the chalk, it was just some weird out-of-body guy doing things. Uh, James Connor, 40 points. I mean, you know, and what's worse is I played the daylights out of the Cardinals and I I put in to force 10% Connor and I got less Connor than you played lineups this week. Yeah, dude. The, uh... and, and, and by the way, where that came from was I told you I was running out of things to do with lineups. And I said, when you said the other day when we were talking – Dude, I didn't win anything this week. I'm like, oh, cool. Now I have a joke. You know, he played played more lineups than he won money. So that that was the genesis of that joke this week. I had a, yeah. So on Sunday, five lineups I entered, um, cashed none. I played two lineups in the afternoon slate, cashed none, played the showdown Sunday night. And then had a sweat. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Of course, like I, the so that's three sweats. Um, and by sweat, I mean like for showdown, a, a sweat is like one of the top two lineups like in play. You know, it it was duplicated like 15, 20 times. But like, oh, it's showdown. Yeah, I've had. Uh, I only play three lineups per showdown that I play, um, and that no, is. Of course. Yeah, that's like just because... I, 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 like I think like you'd lose a finger or something if you tried to put a fourth in. Yeah, right. I know. It's just it's just how I'm wired and and what I'm good at. So um, I still I just play three lineups per showdown, and uh, yeah, I've had three 
three times through nine weeks where I've had the second best lineup, which is like you go from like 50 to 200 to a million dollars sometimes for first, if you're not duplicated to like 200 bucks. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. I mean, it feels like the last time I had a sweat, I was thin. Um, so it, it, it's, it's been a while. Um, so, you know, this week was a week where we expected a large portion of the field to pay up at quarterback and running back. Um, and the perceived value was at wide receiver, tight end, and defense. From a macro point of view, Hilo, how did you therefore decide to attack the slate? And was it a matter of the attacking was wrong or the way you attacked was wrong, just the way it worked out, or you just didn't attack with the right people? So I singled out because like we talked about on the Saturday pod, just a preamble to this, um, we kind of got this feeling this week where game environments were going to be paid less attention because there weren't any glaring, you know, above all else, or even like tied for above the rest of the, of the weekend slate, um, in game environments. So we kind of figured that game environments and what I mean by that is like correlated pairings, stacks, game stacks, um, all were going to be relatively under owned. Right. So I kind of took that and, went to an extreme with it where I singled out three games where I thought had the best chance to basically just leap the field and and destroy the slate. That was um, the Chargers and the Eagles, um, the Giants game uh, and Las Vegas, um, and then the one that absolutely bombed the Houston and Miami game. Um, So I kind of worked those three games um, and different combinations of players from those games into my lineups. Um, that meant I had no Nick Chubb. I had no Lamar Jackson. I had no, um, I had no James Conner. So I, I mean, it was like, it was sunk at that point. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I felt 20% Lamar Jackson was just too much Lamar Jackson, right? I don't regret fading him. I think I had 7% Lamar. Um, and Nick Chubb was another guy and this is what just keeps happening to us, the chalk. I mean, Nick, you might say, oh, Nick Chubb wasn't chalk. He he had 18% ownership. But for a two-down back who was splitting time with a backup, um, I felt that 18% was too much Nick Chubb. So I throttled him down, and I ended up with 13% Nick Chubb. And so I, I can't say that I regret that either. I think if... You know, as JM always says, if you played the slate out a hundred times, I think you would be very glad that you didn't, you know, because when he had like 30 points, he had done it on like nine touches, Hilo. Yeah. So in the in the $150 three max, which is my primary contest every week, um, as well as the the hundred dollar and fifty dollar single entry. Um, that's typically the contest I'm playing to end up with five lineups. Uh, so that said, in the $150 three max, Lamar Jackson was 25.5% owned. Nick Chubb was 24.8% owned. Marquise Brown was 32.6% owned. Alberto was 26.1. Hunter Renfro was 21.7. The everybody so again, uh, again the chalk hit. Everybody and, and it's ju- and it's just not the way we play. Um, you know, I identified 
uh, 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 you know, I wanted the safety of high end running backs this week because there was nobody. You know, I really felt like everyone you would play around five thousand dollars. I had a little bit of Edmonds, but everyone that I would play around five thousand dollars, I thought was a bad play. So I decided to call my pool. I took Kamara out. I took Mixon mostly out. Um, and I went after, you know, basically from Chubb and above. I did have uh, Josh Jacobs. And you can know that because he got hurt after a good start. And that's when you know I played Josh Jacobs. Um, but really, it was six grand and above for me. And I think that was the right way to play this slate if we played it 100 times. Um, you know, I just missed out on the two, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, I had p- plenty of Eckler, plenty of everyone else in that price range, but not Joe Mixon. And I do think leaving Joe Mixon out, who was going to be low owned was a mistake. And that's the one thing that I wish I did different. I don't think so. Um, so that game environment, the, um, the Cleveland and Cincinnati game environment overall, these were two of the bottom four teams in the NFL in pace of play. Nick Chubb scored 33.3 fantasy points on 14 rush attempts and two targets. So like that goes to show like how few offensive plays were run in this game. So, I mean, Mixon got there through extreme negative um, game flow where he saw additional pass game usage, which has been hit or miss this season. And he scored Cincinnati's only two touchdowns. So like that is that whole game was such a high variant game environment that like I have no problem with the process for me personally fading that game. The other from an MME perspective though, you know, if you're going after high priced guys and yes, he was less likely to hit, but you know, I, I, if he was for 3%, that's a guy I should have had 10% on. Right. I didn't need to have a huge amount. But in case what happened happened, he's talented enough to do it. Um, I just think playing the ownership, it, you know, it, when you have four or five lineups, no, it, it's all about game environment, right? Yeah. Um, but when you're playing MME, it's about leveraging the field with your strategy. And that's why I think for me, it was a mistake. I got you. I'm tracking. Um, yeah. I just want to get those thoughts out there because um, – I look back heavily on my process this week because, I mean, I do every week, but I I paid particular attention to why I made the decisions that I did. Um, And like, it made so much sense to me, even looking back from a, like, how did I arrive at this perspective that I was totally fine with how I attacked the slate. The other game I wanted to talk about real quick, though, is... Because I had a joke. Can I tell a joke first? Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, so for me how I am going to attack uh, slates going forward um, is either going to be using a blind monkey to pick them um, or um, now I forgot the other joke. Um, (laughs) Find all the chalk pieces that fit together and play (laughs) uh, a a blind. Oh, I remember the other one or do the George Costanza and go against every instinct that I have. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, but no, all all kidding aside, I, I, but go now you make your point and then I'll come back. The other point I wanted to make is um, on this lineup that put up 192 points and won the $150 three max, basically every position 
except two were over 15% ownership. So Keenan Allen and the Browns defense were the only ones that um, they came in at 7.6 and 3.5% ownership. So knowing all of that, like, and looking at how I attack this slate, the only piece on this lineup that I classified as something other than bad chalk was the Baltimore game stack. And that was Lamar Jackson, um, Justin Jefferson, and Marquise Hollywood-Brown on this lineup. The Basically what happened, well, well, well see what happened was um, Baltimore was down 17 to three with one minute and 25 seconds left in the second quarter. They scored on a t- last minute touchdown drive in the second quarter. And then they give up a opening second half kickoff return for a touchdown. So that was like the most perfect scenario for for that game to blow up. And it just happened to happen. So I, I kind of made the conscious decision knowing that Lamar Jackson was expected to be the highest owned quarterback on the slate to, to fade him basically in single entry and three max and, and hope that I could make up those points elsewhere. Um, it played out in the exact opposite favor of that strategy uh, for me this week. Yeah. Well, again, you know, it just has been the chalkiest hitting year I can ever remember. And you know, I really felt good about this week. It was the first time in a long time that I really liked my leverage spots, right? I had Dak Prescott at 18% um, against like 6% ownership. And, you know, they can't convert on fourth down twice early in the first quarter. And after that, they just went in the, you know, I mean, it, it was ugly, but I I still love that play. I love that no one was playing Colt McCoy on one of the best offenses in the league where we normally say, well, you don't know who's going to go off. Um, But meanwhile, you know, with A.J. Green out and Hopkins out, I felt like Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk were great plays. You know, there were just so many things that I really liked. And it was a little soul destroying that, you know, it, it, you know, Arizona got plenty of points, but three touchdowns by John Connor. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. I mean, yeah, um, Chase Edmonds. My best heard, ball teams liked it. Chase Edmonds getting a high ankle sprain on his first touch of the game uh, was pretty variant as well. <laughs> so, it's whole, just, you know, we've been getting killed by variants. And I I just can't wait to, you know, have an episode where we're sitting here going all, you know, it's just, it's just as I was joking with someone in the chat during the game, I said two types of people hit this year, chalk and guys you wouldn't play if, you know, like there was a fire and, and they were a fire extinguisher. Even if there was a fire. Right? Like th- th- those are the two guys the two types of people, but the really sharp leverage spots just haven't hit this year. Yeah. So I want to, I want to first say like, it was extremely tilting for me this week to fade the Buffalo bills offense. And I was a hundred percent. Oh no, sorry. I was four out of five bills defense. Um, and then they generate no turnovers against the Jaguars who are top five in the league in turnovers and they like, they lose a nine to six game. So that was extremely 
tilting. Um, the second thing I want to say is oh, and the two and the two turn uh, the two touchdowns for Dallas going to someone named Turner. Oh yeah, Malik. Yeah, he scored twice. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Some, no, no, I think it, his official first name is someone named. Oh yeah, yeah, Malik. Someone named Turner scored yeah, yeah. two touchdowns. All right, and and oh god, no, never mind. I'm tilting all over again. Go ahead. What I want to do, though, if you don't mind, I know you probably have other stuff planned for this episode, but can we go Actually, over this, this is the least pl- planned episode of the year. Oh, perfect. So, well, um, you know, I, and, and I think, you know, I think that while I could go over and ask you why you like Devontae Booker, Buffalo defense, Miami Houston, Josh Jacobs, and Jamichael Hasty, who I told you was a bad play. Um, oh, I didn't play him. I didn't play him. Oh, good, good, good. Um, he was, but, uh, yeah. but, but Sorry, I am, I am so open to your idea right now. I, I, I couldn't be happier to do something different. All right. So I'm going to go over this winning lineup from the $150 three max, because although it was basically all chalk, it was put together very well. So I'm going to read through it, picture it in your mind. The game stack, the primary game stack was Lamar Jackson, Justin Jefferson, and Marquise Brown. So that is eating up a pretty significant chunk of salary, if you can picture it. Lamar Jackson at 7.3, Justin Jefferson at 7.5, and Hollywood at 6.0. The running backs were Nick Chubb correlated with the Browns' defense. Devin six, Booker. Seven, six, seven, and 3,000 off the top of my head. Yeah, six, seven, and 2.5 for defense. Oh, okay. All right, right, 2.5, okay. Devontae Booker at 5.9. Yep. Oh, by the way, sorry, side note, how tilting was it that Devontae Booker rushed for 102 yards and then lost three yards and then got hurt, so he lost the rushing bonus? <laughs> like, I would say that it is like – it, it that like if one thing could encapsulate the season so far, yeah, that would be it. Yeah, that was a microcosm of my year because I had um, I had eighty percent. I had four out of five Booker, so I was just like, really? <laughs> oh man, I, I I picked the Booker. Yeah, right. So um, jump finishing up this roster, we talked about two of the wide receivers. The last wide receiver was Hunter Renfro, at least. Thank God he was correlated with Devontae Booker. So um, that is a sharp way to play that. Obviously, I played Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker, and then Jacobs gets hurt again. And I played Darren Waller, who had some garbage time, but not enough to pay off his salary. Tight end was Alberto. Um, Solid play. We talked about that ad nauseum. And then he finished it off with the flex with Keenan Allen. So I liked that. as one of the underowned pieces of that game, but he ended up getting all it, the. It volume. just shows that you can, with correlation, make a unique enough lineup while still yeah. playing a lot of chalk. Yeah, so I, the I, I, I don't think uh, you know. Again, this is and especially I think it's more viable in the type of tournament he did. How many entries are sure. in that tournament? There are, um, I think it's like four thousand four hundred. Yeah, so compare like that. that to um, the slant, you know, that probably had, thir- you know, let me see how many the slant had. Yeah, and to be clear, 100%, I'm with you. This is this is a very high floor 
three max lineup. That's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. You know, I, I kind of shit on this week overall, but um, this is a very well-built roster. Um, he scored 192 yeah, I, 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 I would, points. I would throw my shoe at this lineup. Yeah, right. I mean, this week. Yeah, yeah. 192 points, one by nine points. So that's one of the higher margins of victory you're going to see in a GPP. Um, but that just goes to show that like this whole roster was chalk other than Keenan Allen, which is one of the, which was a player from one of the best game environments on the slate. That was very evident going into this week. Um, and and the other was it also probably, you know, he made all the rest of the correlations and then Mm -hmm. said, Oh, I got six, seven left. Who's the best play. Yeah, because I know could, for a fact there wasn't anyone even good around. You know, Keenan at six seven kept coming up a lot of times when I was tweaking lineups. Yep, yep, I uh, I concur. Um, I would like to think that he Keenan Allen is in the flex because he was one of the afternoon games, but I don't, I can't be sure. It might have just been a, a throw in, like you like you said. So uh, really, no way or, to know. Or 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 a, or a puking, as um, the case would be. Um, Let's see. All right, so I'm glad we did that. Um, I'm discouraged, but I'm not giving up. And I think that, you know, I think our process will get rewarded. Um, just not yet. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and, I, and I know a lot of the people out there in chat, I, you know, and I'm sure some that don't go in chat. We're just like, I'm giving up. And I think it's I think it's the wrong time to give up. Lower your, you know, look, we're trying to teach you to be good DFS players. Lower your how much you're spending every week, right? If money's an issue, then you know, instead of playing 200, play 100. Instead of playing 100, play 50. Play the, you know, the 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 dollar or the two dollar um, uh, single entries in three max, but don't give up on you know because those of us who are considered good are losing as well as people who are you know trying to learn from us are losing so what happens when we all turn it around and everyone has a big week and you say to yourself oh i just gave up i can't believe this is the week i gave up don't be that guy you know lower lower how much you spend Keep working on your process. This should turn around and hopefully soon. 100%. And it might not be this year even. Um, that's Stop. A, that's, a, Stop. that's a possibility. I um, mean, the point is that... I'm going to think up three more one-nut jokes now. <laughs> that is your punishment for that. I just, I want the listeners to be aware that like like you mentioned and alluded to earlier with blender saying like if we lost 14 slates in a row in baseball it, it wouldn't be uh you know we wouldn't think twice about it but in nfl that's a full almost a full season so um you know there is the chance that it couldn't be this year but i'm just saying the bottom line is we want to grow and become better overall players over time because that's i think how i said that without like cursing us <laughs> I'm dude I'm I have been the curse I'm teasing you I'm teasing you we're good we're good I dude um, I have been the curse so I'm reverse cursing right now excellent um hopefully you can do a flyby on our winnings yeah right 
Let's go. Do you still get to fly jets at all? No, I will not fly a jet for the rest of my life unless we go to war with China or North Korea and I get like called back to like wartime status. <laughs> okay. I'm done. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So um, you don't miss it, the adrenaline. I guess oh, taking care yeah. of four kids is enough of an adrenaline rush for you. Dude, so my lifestyle, I went from being on the road half of basically half of the time. Every six weeks, I was down in Key West, then doing the air shows. I was going all over the world. So I was like living my best bachelor life with three kids at the time. And I go from that to like being home 100% of the time with four kids now. Uh, so it's quite the shift. Like, Hell yeah, I miss it, but I wouldn't change it. Yeah. All right, so um, we're going to need a proof of life on Hilo pretty soon um, to make sure, you know, like, are you being held hostage? You know, like stick up two fingers during a pod and wave them to the left if we need to send someone in to get you out of there. (laughs) I still get out of the house. It's just for funerals. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, when I when I really need to get cheered up, I go to a funeral. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. And for me, you know, my my uh, my way of uh, my way of um, de-stressing is by playing fantasy football. So yeah, you know right. My year's gone. Yeah, yeah. That's I. Oh, dude, I still I get up to Vegas every month to play poker. So that's that's kind of my outlet. Right I've now. lost interest in that, but if we ever end up in the same city, I'd love to go do a tournament with you. Oh yeah, dude, that'd be fun as hell. Might have to just All right. meet up. In that Vegas. is going to do it. I'm sorry, Hila. Finish up. No, I was just going to say we might just have to meet up in Vegas or something or, or Atlantic City or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I live uh, 10, mi- uh, 10 minutes from the Sands, although I think they changed it to an Indian casino name, like Wind Farm or something. But um, <laughs> I, I literally, you know, and it's funny because when I was really into poker 10, 15 years ago, I would like plan my business trip so I could go stay near Mohegan Sun Yep. And stuff like that. And I would drive three and a half hours to Atlantic City on days off. And now I've got a casino like literally on my way to work and on my way home. And I and I don't even have a wife that I have to like, <laughs> hey, do you mind if I go gambling? Um, I don't have any of that. And I still don't go. Yeah. So, um, you know, life, life, life is interesting and it is going to continue to be interesting. I wish everyone much success this week. Um, I will be doing probably my video show. I think I'm going to take a nap. And if I wake up, I might do the video show now. If not, it'll be out tomorrow. I want to thank everyone for supporting us and the podcast. And uh, Mark and I will see you soon. Have a good day, everyone.